0: Welcome to the Woot & Why NFL Podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Your host, Woot and Why. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. Ooh. That's uh that's Josh Woot opening. What's going on? A can of what is it? Alaskan amber ale. Oh wow, that's an amazing sound effect. Alright, that's enough, it's gonna have a five.
1: It's got good head
0: on it. Oh boy, that's a lot of head.
1: <laughs> head Breaking all... news! Dun, 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 dun. Woot cannot pour a beer. Hey, <laughs> this is a shaken can all the way from Alaska. Yes. So give me some credit.
0: Alright, so we're going to start the show, very Alaskan heavy theme here because we, a loyal listener of the program, Chris, at Sing for the Day, uh, sent us a, a giant box of Alaskan goodies and, and beer and uh, souvenirs all the way from Alaska. Uh, I don't know if it was a Christmas present or just a, a present in general. Uh, we want to give you a big thank you, Chris, because it's amazing. We're about to taste... We're about to taste Alaskan Amber Alt, Alt? Style Ale. Alt style Alternative Style Ale. Very hip, very uh. Um, so new age show. beer. Cheers, Big Ears. Cheers, mate. Uh, all the best for 2017. Thank you. Bottoms up. Oh my God, what is that? No, No. it's actually pretty good. It's not bad. I like it. Not bad.
1: That'll put hairs on your chest, though. I need
0: some. I'm at 26, still hairless. Mate. (laughs) I'm wearing a sweater (laughs) under this (laughs) t-shirt. No wonder you're sweaty. You come to my door just dripping. We're in the midst of a 40 degree heat wave, and we're drinking it with Alaskan beer. I think we're the only ones in Australia currently drinking Alaskan beer. Mate, that'd be... Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, the odds would be pretty small. Yeah,
0: we got uh, we got three beers sent in the mail to us from Chris. Unfortunately, only uh, only two made it. Uh, the third one was supposed to go to Laurie Horish, who uh, you know, fellow sing for the day. Chris is a, a Cowboys fan, so he interacts a lot with uh, Laurie Horish on Twitter. Uh, I think he met Laurie sort of through the show when he appeared last year for us, uh, talking Cowboys and whatnot. And unfortunately, his his beer got a hole in it and it leaked throughout the entire box. But Chris did a good job at wrapping the beers up.
1: Oh, no, he did but a terrific job.
0: I tell you what, when I opened it, my house has stunk like Alaskan Amber Ale for one and a half days.
1: That's not the worst smell. No, it's pretty uh, good. By the way, Laurie, if you are wondering how we knew it was yours, it did say Laurie on the side, just to be very clear. <laughs> Ours weren't, um, you know, labelled, but yours had Laurie on it, so we definitely know the one with the hole
0: in it was It was, was yours. definitely Laurie, so uh, we're cracking into these beers as we speak. Um, it's pretty uh, good.
1: Yeah, so but I've I've got to mention the chocolate because the chocolate was you know we saw the chocolate and thought you know we gave that a taste we love chocolate pretty sure you know we run on sugar here like most yeah things. as proofy couldn't yeah. do that if it was uh you know sealed tight yes, it was um, yeah but just going through you know everything seems pretty regular Alaska Alaska Alaskan Candy Company it's got a giant moose on the front and then in fine print. Made in Canada. <laughs> made. <laughs> but I like it. It's, I like it's it. It's nice. But I just
0: love it, that. It's made in. <laughs> it is good. It is good. It's made in. Made in Canada, the Alaskan chocolate. And if you. I love
1: it how it has Alaskan Candy Company and then it has Anchorage AK postcode, I assume, where it's located, and then Made in Canada. I just love that. I do, I do recognize and realize that Alaska and Canada are very you know, close, buddy buddies, very neighbor. I mean, you can see Russia from Alaska, so Co- according to
0: <laughs> Sarah Palin, you can.
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. Uh, yes. How's Putin?
0: <laughs> God, getting very political <laughs> here on the show to start off, but uh, plenty of good gifts in there that we're uh, appreciative of.
1: Making our way through salmon jerky, salmon and jerky. Uh, um. What else? What else? We've got some knickknacks, as in bottle
0: openers and stubby holders and things like that. Yeah. Some salmon. Uh. And there's also some uh, jams and spreads that we'll uh, devour. But we might uh, get you to tweet us some tips or some, uh, you know, recommended uh, combinations to go with the uh, certain spreads, like. Wildfire honey. Now that sounds interesting, but isn't oh, it fireweed? Fireweed honey. So <laughs> wildfire. Wildfire. I just honey. made up new flavors for Alaska. Uh,
1: isn't isn't wildfire the you know the green stuff on Game of Thrones? Is that it, what you're getting? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nice. Didn't get any of that unfortunately.
0: No, yeah. um, that would be nice, but yeah. As I said, when I opened it up though, uh, he did a good job of wrapping it all. It did say damaged on it from uh, Australia Post. So why? I don't know. Why
1: Australia Post? Why?
0: I don't know. And then. You know, opened it up and it just smells like it just smelt like beer in here for a day and a half, which I was pleased about. That's that's great. Girlfriend not too happy. Oh mate. Yeah, not happy at all. Um, but she smells like it. you've had
1: a massive party.
0: But when I got to the bottom of the uh, of the gift bags, there's a couple of pairs of earrings in there for the ladies. And Chris, you won her over, so we're all good. All good on the western front. I, do you know how hard it was explaining to
1: my girlfriend <laughs> right before this? I, by the way, um, you've gotten you've got a gift from a listener, and she just didn't understand whatsoever. Just mm. thought, do you talk about me on this show? I've never. I think she was
0: confused that people are actually generous in 2017. Like yeah. It doesn't happen very often. And
1: that people actually listen to the show. Yeah, that's more of a that's surprise. That's more of a surprise.
0: <laughs> Three listeners and one manages to send gifts. <laughs> it's, I
1: <don't> know. <laughs> All right. And the <laughs> other two are our mums. <laughs>
0: When we get gifts from them twice a year. <laughs> oh yeah, this is
1: great. This is a great beer. By the way, you need to you need to take all my sound drops that I'm making.
0: It's about time you you produced in the sound drop department. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, we didn't mention it as well. I'm going to mention it until the Super Bowl starts. But Lunar Bowl tickets are available. Just type in Lunar Bowl in Google uh, and you'll find uh, tickets to the Lunar Bowl events held at the same place that just hosted Chance the Rapper. Uh, so, you know, up there with the big names. But Lunar Bowl. Na, 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 na. Hey, going. How many Chance the Rapper songs are in your top 10 Triple J? One. One. Which one? All night. Yeah. Good song. What a banger. All right, let's uh, get into some NFL news. The Jaguars have hired Doug Marone as their new head coach. Marone didn't make many friends during his failed stint in Buffalo, but uh, he interim head coached the Jaguars in two of their best efforts in weeks 16 and 17. Did a pretty good job with Blake Bortles and Alan Robinson in those two weeks, although it was against the Tennessee and Colts defense, but he got the full support of the Jags locker room, and uh, Dave Cordwell seemed to agree with that, and they uh, provided him with a three-year deal. And alongside that deal, they signed Tom Coughlin as vice president of football operations. So it's interesting dynamic there now in Jacksonville. A lot of discipline in Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin. A lot of accountability on the players there because they those two people will not let uh, things slide. Somewhat to what Gus Bradley has just been through. I'm not yeah. saying Gu- Gus Bradley was a pushover or anything, but Tom Coughlin is renowned as being a, a real hard nut.
1: Oh yeah, hard nut, red nut. Hothead. Old nut. We really... Do, old nut. <laughs> we do need... I reckon we need a colour scale for Tom Coughlin's face. From, you know, from like white, not... Or just a pale pink to just, you know, bright red. I'm talking fire truck red.
0: Will we see much of his face though? Now Because he's not on the sideline. He'll be just in the box. Oh, he'll...
1: They'll definitely have Coughlin cam. I definitely cough, would.
0: Coughlin cam. They're already got... There's already cough a marketed, cam. Cough cam. We've brushed kiss cam for cough cam. It's just random fans' (laughs) coffee. Sorry, that was bad.
1: The guy's older, right? I
0: know. Look, good news is he's found a job in Florida where he wants to retire. So it's brilliant. Like super.
1: Yeah. How about we talk about Doug Marone?
0: Okay. What's what are you? Nothing
1: interesting to me. I just think. eh. Yeah. I need. uh, I wanted. I
0: wanted exciting. I wanted Uh, flashy. Yeah, but sometimes that's not often the best hires, Uh, you know. um, I'm trying to think. Last year, Jim Caldwell wasn't really a flashy hire. Did okay. Detroit.
1: Mate, you hate that guy.
0: I know, but he did okay. Not a flashy guy. Um, You know, it's not the best hire, but, you know, Doug Marone... Would you remember Jim
1: Caldwell over (laughs) Pagano?
0: Right now, probably. That's crazy. But... Marone, like, he left and had a failed stint in Buffalo. But when you look at the the circus that's happened there the last couple of weeks, I don't blame him for kind of leaving town there. So I think with Coughlin there, and according to Ryan O'Halloran of Florida Times Union, the new Jags executive VP of football, Tom Coughlin, he's expected to have the final say on everything. So um, Coughlin will wield most so of the power within the organization. All power without having to coach anyway. No, exactly. Brilliant. So he has personnel decisions and all sorts of stuff. So I, I, I think it's really interesting to see what they do with Blake Bortles. I think do they salvage Blake Bortles, or do they go into this season with a with hopes of finding a new quarterback? Because there's going to be plenty available in free agency, and where they are in the draft as well, there could be some spots there.
1: Imagine they went out and hired Greg Roman. That would just be that would have made me so happy if that actually unfolded. But anyway, won't happen. Uh. Bortles, you know I'm not his biggest fan, so I don't...
0: No, but, you know, that 2015 campaign, it's only a year ago. It's not out of the question if he can turn it around, but it, it does look like a lot of work needs to be done. Right. So wait and see what All they do. All facets
1: of his game at the moment.
0: We'll wait and see what he can do, at, you know, what they do at the offensive coordinator position and what they and what they do with that and what they can put in place to salvage Blake Bortles. But at the end of the day, Tom Coughlin has most of the, the power in that Jacksonville organization, and he hasn't done it. He's not that bad of a person to have in-house there. He's a reliable guy. He's got a proven track record. It's not the worst hire in the world, but it's no flashy Kyle Shanahan or anything like that. Shananator. We'll wait and see where he lands up. All right, moving on. Bears signed wide receiver Ruben Randall to reserve slash future contract. So... Uh, he's a former second-round pick, so it's really weird to see a reserve future contract given to someone like that, but he's eligible. So he pretty much spent this season on the street when he wasn't good enough to make the Eagles 53-man roster, which is saying a lot when you consider the wide receiver woes that you guys have had all season. If you cannot make the Eagles 53-man roster at any point given the hey, season, yeah, 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 Paul, you, Paul Turner was mate, making mate, plays instead. I really interesting to see uh, To see what uh, Ruben Randall can do in the Bears, do you have any hope whatsoever?
1: I honestly don't know the River Randall. He's just complete roll of the dust.
0: It's interesting as well that his now teammate, Alshon Jeffrey, two weeks ago, guaranteed a Bears Super Bowl victory two weeks ago, and it was backed up by Lamar Houston today. Yep. This, they're uh,
1: smoking the kush-kush in Chicago.
0: Huge claims. Uh, moving on, Jamal Charles, he's uh, on injured reserve at the moment, said he still wants to play football. He wrote like a letter to, to Chiefs fans today and uh, and said a lot of things, but he said he honestly doesn't know what the future holds for him. So it, it sounded like someone that probably looks like he won't be at the Chiefs organization next uh, season, but he's still under the age of 30, which is crazy because it feels like he's just been around in the NFL for such a long time. Uh you've got a time right now where you probably don't want to be a free agent running back in the NFL because the draft class is just full of elite running backs. What's your thoughts on what Jamal Charles can bring to the table uh, to to an organization or even the Chiefs next season? Um, Heartbreak
1: when he probably just snaps both his ankles in week three.
0: You are in a dark, mysterious mood today, Josh.
1: I just, you know... (laughs) He's super talented. He's dynamic when he's, you know, in form, when he's healthy. It's just, I don't see it. I just, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was rushed back too early this season or what, but he just didn't look good. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of that has to go down, like comes down to rustiness
0: and, you know, not having a preseason and just like, I don't know. I still think if he retired tomorrow, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Um, he's one of when you look at his statistics over his career i think it was 4.5 yards per carry like nearly every single season he's just such a reliable running back and just you know what you're going to get every every week but it was it, it was obvious when he was on the field that he just wasn't 100% at all this season and uh he said he still wants to play football so i, I don't see retirement coming but what's his,
1: is he a free agent
0: He can he's uh he He's not a free agent, but it looks like the Chiefs can pretty much move on for him without any sort of cap penalties whatsoever. So it looks like they might, but they might hang on to him. Um, he might just settle for a sort of prove-it deal on the open market um, and, and see what see what comes of it.
1: So can they trade him?
0: They could, but what's the trade value for a 30-year-old running back coming off two ACLs? He's not 30 ne- yet. Nearly 30, but you know what I mean. <sighs> he will be 30 the next time he loses I
1: definitely him. think you could trade. It's Jamal Charles.
0: It's Jamal Charles. We'll wait and see. Interesting.
1: Would you trade for him?
0: No, I would not. I wouldn't be giving up anything. I'll wait for the Chiefs to just release him. Um, That's just the way I would go about it. What would you give up, like a six-round pick? I'd go fifth. Fifth round? Oh, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, there's some really high-quality running backs on the fifth.
0: Alfred Morris was drafted in the fifth. And look where he is. (laughs) Yeah, they can pretty much cut him at the end of this season for zero. uh, Yeah, if they cut him... Yeah, seven million in cap savings, zero dead money, so they can pretty much move on for for a huge cap saving, and and zero penalty whatsoever. Speaking cool. of that, uh, Shane, our regular salary cap ologist, sent us our uh, sent us his spreadsheet just two days ago. So already looking forward to the off season. Shane He's already looking ahead. So uh, that'll be our first show, sort of in the off season. He's looking at some. I get it. Possible... They're gonna
1: cut Jason Peters. <laughs> Right. He
0: said it 3 years, he's going to be right this year, Mate, Josh. He's going to be it. right.
1: I get it. The guy's got to go. But every single year the guy just keeps
0: playing. He keeps performing. His butt. I got to start doing squats. He's uh, he's uh he's
1: very very good. He's like essentially Will Fork on the offensive line. The guy's a monster. He's, anyway. He is a monster.
0: Uh anything else before we uh get into some uh wild card recap? No, please give let's, it to let's me. Do it. All right, wild card recap. We did Sorry, it, guys. Sorry, just let me prep myself. Yeah, drink some more Alaskan amber ale. Sorry, alternative, <sighs> Alaskan ale. I want to Alt go to Alaska. style
1: ale. When are we going to Alaska? Oh, from. By the way, do you pronounce that Juno?
0: I love Juno. What a great movie. Junia. Let's let's. Wow, go this look. is
1: brilliant. I bet you it's Juno, and Wise making a fool of himself, and I'll force him not to edit this.
0: I am gonna try and you know, there's some websites where you can click on it and it pronounce. No, here we go. The city and borough of Juno is pronounced Juno. Well done.
1: Boom.
0: Well done. Look, someone had to. Someone set. had to fight it. To be honest, it's uh, is it's Juno Ellen Handcrafted Page's best in
1: June, and then it sounds like A, it looks like au.
0: Is Juno Ellen Page's best movie?
1: Um, sure.
0: Surely it's not um, Inception. Well, actually, she was pretty good in that. Yeah. I was trying to think of the Roller Derby movie that she's in. Whip it. Not good. That's not a good movie.
1: Why? Why? I don't know. Why would you even watch that? Speaking of, do you watch Sherlock? I do not. Mate, get amongst it. The BBC. Mate.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict
1: Cumberbatch. God, man, he's a god. I'm thoroughly engrossed in that television show right now.
0: That guy is a... Uh... Talk, talk about a show with Easter eggs, right? And then when you... By the way, Easter eggs already in Woolworths. Right. Yep. Really? Yeah. Not, I'll, I'll try, I'll go to God damn it. They're like but my no biggest hot, weakness. But no hot crust buns. Because no, ca- those Cadbury small eggs are better than normal chocolate. Why oh. don't they just make chocolate like that all year round? I don't understand it.
1: There'd be no demand for the eggs. That is true. Stupid ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, That but is correct. In, in all seriousness, right? Sherlock is just like complete... I know you're into this whole thing where you look it up and go, oh wait, in episode four of season two... They mentioned this guy's name, and then in se- season I seven... That.
0: I love that stuff. Maybe. Is there stacks of it?
1: Episode after episode. There's like a billboard in the background with something on it that has something to do with an episode three down the... Tr- it's, mate, it's insane.
0: It's just fully It's like insane. watching
1: a movie after a movie, because they go for an hour and a half. They're
0: just epic. Look, we're going to blitz through these wildcard recaps short soon, but let's just... You mentioned movies. What What's some good movies we watched? you've watched over the uh, Christmas break?
1: Well, I watched both... Allied and Passengers.
0: I haven't seen Allied yet.
1: By the way. I ex- love more Marion Cotillard, though. I am definitely of... I definitely go into movies trying to avoid any. anything about what the movie's about. That's absolutely w- anything.
0: That's why I loved uh, Super 8, what J.J. J. J. Abrams did oh, with that. Well, all right. He, stop for a sec. He sent the movie in, in separate parcels, and you had to... The cin- each cinema had to join it together so that no one had a complete copy of the movie till its actual release date. Genius. Okay. So, I'm not talking about that.
1: Yeah. I like That, you knew it was going to be about what it was going to be about, not essentially. Really, but like, you're is. just like, it's going to be a sci-fi insane thing, yeah. right? This one, like, you see Allied, you're like, you know, it's about World War One. you know, there's something to do about a spy, blah, 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 blah. Complete, essentially, love romance film. In World War. And then I'm watching Passengers thinking it's going to be far more sci-fi in this. Essentially, love story in space. I okay. just watched two love stories in the space what, of what, a week. What
0: one did you prefer?
1: I don't know. They're completely different. Like I said, one's World War One, and one's yeah. set in the future. So it's essentially the opposites of each other.
0: Interesting. I saw Passengers last night. I enjoyed it. It probably would not have been as good if those two actors went in it. Interesting. Could have been far worse. Uh, a lot of things I was watching just thinking couldn't happen. La La Land is sensational. Right, it's...
1: I I won't be seeing that at the cinemas.
0: Oh my god, was it I'm straight. It's just as good as Mamma god. Mia. It's, oh my god, please do not even go there. Wait, did you like lame as a rub? No. Oh, was not a f- Russell Crowe singing, are you kidding me? Mate. Terrible. Please give me a break. If there's anything worse than Russell Crowe acting, it's Russell Crowe singing. And Russell Crowe dating Bindi Irwin's mum. Oh, Russell Crowe. That's a weird storyline. Very weird. uh, Anyway. Uh, La La Land, best movie you'll see all year. Just going to say that. All right. Wow. Anyway. I bet you it's not. I bet you it will be. I bet you it's... By the way, we both haven't seen Rogue One, which is really weird. Yeah, Yeah. who cares?
1: Uh, No, but all seriousness, I'm holding you to this. Big Mac... Oh, Big Mac that, that La
0: La Land is not the best movie I see all year. Well, salmon jerky it, boy.
1: <laughs> You'd no, rather actually. jerky
0: it. No, but you, this is silly because you've got a bet on it now and it comes down to whether you think it is or not. No, no, no. And you will go, no. Oh, no way. No, no. It'll still be down to if you
1: think it's better as well.
0: Okay, that's fair. Arrival's probably the best movie I saw in 2016. No. Would you agree? Um... Uh... I was thinking. Yeah, the, yeah. I was looking through the other day because, like, Empire Magazine do like a top one hundred films of the year sort of thing, yeah. and they're normally like a mix of some indie ones, and then they will you know, they have the standard superhero movies and all that. But I looked through it and I was like, there was no like great like comedy movies last year. Nah,
1: there was Ma- no wait, like.
0: Was Mark and Dave come out last year. Yeah, but that wasn't like no. Truly no, I'm, amazing. Just, I'm just trying to yeah. think of something. And like Sausage Party was pretty funny, but it wasn't like it's not like it's gonna be like carried on. Like True. I think The Nice Guys was probably the funniest movie I watched with Gosling and Crow. Sorry,
1: mate. I don't watch it. I know Gosling's amazing, but I can't watch Crow movies.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I completely get it. But I just I just love Ryan Gosling so much I can put up with Russell.
1: Oh I'd go gay for Brad Pitt, so there you go, we found our weaknesses. Yes.
0: By the way, Brad Pitt. Notice um, how
1: Y didn't say he'd go gay for Gosling?
0: Yeah. Oh, well you're saying I'm not going man enough with my crush yet? Wow. Huge. Alright, wildcard recap. We did it guys, we made it through. It was probably one of the worst wild card weekends ever. Uh, Two hundred and forty minutes of the most lopsided, lopsided, Dip lopsided wild lopsided. card football since uh, I can't even remember when. But that's pretty much the the margin of victory across those four games was seventy six points. It's a nineteen point differential, which is the highest of any wild card weekend since nineteen eighty one. So that was before we were even born. So it was pretty much just a snore fest on a lot of those games, and we'll get we'll go through most of them. At least there's some talking points out of this Green Bay Packers-New York Giants game. But let's start with the first game of the weekend, and that was the Houston Texans 27 beating the Oakland Raiders 14. Uh, your thoughts, overall thoughts on that game? Um, I've got, got a lot of chores done. I'll say that.
1: I caught up on sleep. No, essentially it was two bad quarterbacks. One who we had a lot of optimism still for. That, um, you know, dotted out. No one helped him. Jadavian just
0: made the most of his opportunity against a good offensive line. We yes, get... but Donald Penn being ruled out really hurt because Menelik Watson and Austin Howard just got absolutely exposed uh, playing out of position. And it, it, it was telling that Donald Penn was out because he'd, he'd allowed three quarterback hits all season and Menelik Watson allowed three in the first half.
1: Boom. So then you've got 90, and then 99 comes back next year. So the line looks scary, and then you get merciless. Yeah. Boom.
0: It's a it is a scary line when you have Clowney playing the way he is. And so
1: do the Colts do upgrade think, their line, or do they? <laughs> just
0: Ooh. just um, just Do-do-do-do-do. throw the just throw the ball really quickly. I think that's there the is. way to go. But. You've got Clowney playing the way he he does. I think he's pretty much shaken off the whole aura of draft bust. And I put that in inverted commas. Around. Who is
1: this Clowney? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't think he is a draft bust. I, I guess if you were drafting again, you probably would take Derek Carr over Jadavian Clowney, given the quarterback and things like that. But you would still probably take Khalil Mack over J- Jadavian Clowney if you're the Texans, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But Clowney played really well. You got Jay- By the way, Raiders. What
1: smashed that draft?
0: They did. They killed it, and yeah, it they, really, it really sucked that it. Derek Carr and, to a lesser extent, Donald Penn just couldn't suit up in this game because it marred what was a very positive season with for the Raiders. In everything was going right for them, they're winning these close games, and there was a really good energy and a buzz around them. And it just it just didn't it just didn't happen for them. And Connor Cook was really, really bad. I do wonder why they didn't play McGloin at at some stage in the game. Why make him active if he's just not going to play him at all? Uh, And Del Rio talked about bringing McGloin in at halftime, and the the rest of his coaching staff said that they would get the other things corrected and stay the course. So that was what Del Rio said after the game. Cook finished 18 of 45, 161 yards. So it really worked out. Everything else stayed on course. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, at all, and essentially they said to get do any turnovers.
1: His staff essentially said to him, hey, there's a lot of other factors contributing to how bad Cook's playing. Let's sort them out, and we should be okay. Good job.
0: And, yeah, that didn't happen. And, look, for all the criticism, Connor Cook's going to cop. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree were both terrible in this game. Both dropped some really easy passes. And oh, that was just
1: so many C's in a row. Do you realize that?
0: Cooper, Crabtree, Cook. No,
1: you were like, yeah. Connor Cook is going to cop a lot. Crabtree. And Criticism. <laughs> I,
0: did, I did not stuff it up. I did not stuff it up. That's amazing. But, yeah, both were very, very poor. But uh, last point on this game, Bill O'Brien probably keeps his job now. If he if he lost to a third-string quarterback. To be honest,
1: he's handled the whole, um, like, I think he knows they overpaid. I think everyone knows they overpaid for Osweiler. But... You know, there was still so much stick going on in regards to how, like, you know, when do you pull him out? Who do you go with? It was the right choice to go with Osweiler, even if he didn't play outstanding. It was still the right choice to go with him, obviously, because they won. So, I mean, if Bill O'Brien had a good quarterback, this team would be pretty good.
0: Yeah but the problem there, they don't have a good quarterback is because he keeps telling everybody that he believes in the quarterbacks that he does have instead of just being that's, honest with that's himself. Uh,
1: that's, just, that's just coach talk.
0: It is, but uh, yeah, I think he keeps his job. I you think go out a, a and get Romo, are, that team's... Yeah, I don't know if they can afford it, but I, I agree. If they get Romo, that is that is a scary, scary team. And I'll, I'll say at least Osweiler found DeAndre Hopkins in this game. It's something he hadn't done all year. He finally did it in a, in a game that was far more important. So, you know, you'll get some rare praise from me on to Brock Osweiler. I was going to say,
1: I was going to yes. no, say they could get Romo and he could, you know, maybe show Osweiler a thing or two. And I was like, but Payton did that. And Payton's done to, that for so five years. Mate, years and it just, for five yeah. years.
0: But seriously, like, they ran the ball 31 times for 73 yards. You're better off just getting Brock Osweiler to fall forward three times. You'd get a first down. Nice. We uh, worked it out. Mean Luke Charles the other day. That is that tall that he can he's just pretty much. Brilliant. He just fall forward three times. You get first down. at six foot eight. Well, Lamar Miller has had quietly a solid season. Yeah, he's been a bit banged up, a bit, and now he's healthy again. But still, thirty-one carries for seventy-three yards. It's but it's finally—it's good to see that a team is relying on him. Yeah, Miami never gave him thirty-one carries.
1: No. No. Well, it's a Philbin didn't.
0: Overall, that was a game that was probably a one out of ten in terms of entertainment. Let's, I'll give
1: it a 1.1. 1. 1.
0: Let's up the ante to, again, maybe that provided, what, 3.5 out of 10?
1: Yeah, I mean, nearly, you know, like. Nearly a 5. N- nearly but... a 10 in
0: the first quarter. <laughs> and then. What, in terms of points? Yeah, just. <laughs> all right, Seattle 26, Detroit Lions 6. Uh, obviously, a very lopsided affair, but this game felt like it was 10 6 for a very, very long time. Yeah. That's all you're going to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you.
1: It just felt like a grind for a while.
0: It did. It Look, it felt like, I you know, the scoreline was 20 points and eventually Seattle ran away with it and people are getting excited about Seattle possibly winning in Atlanta next Man, week. Man, I but like Seattle. You do. I know you do. I don't know. Bungard does as well. But I just feel like if they played that bad for two quarters, Atlanta are just going to put points on them. They're not going to go 2-11 and 11 on third down uh, like the Lions did and fail to get in the red zone. The, Li- the Lions failed to get into the red zone once. And I just can't see Atlanta doing that with the way of their offense. Their offense has been consistent all year. And I just can't see Atlanta doing that. So they're going to have to score points. Question. Yes.
1: Back in the day when RG3 had his phenomenal year and the Redskins won the NFC East. Yes. Shanahan was coordinator. Yes. Did they win their playoff game?
0: Uh, No. I don't think they did. Did they play Seattle?
1: I don't know. but Good question.
0: I'm looking it up right now. But...
1: I want to know if Shanahan's already thinking of next season no he's not he's
0: not <laughs> no he's not I can he's confirm he's definitely
1: not. just completely worried about his scheme being undone by a coach with
0: he lost yeah there you go r g3 lost 24 14 to Seattle look at that memory oh uh, let me see yeah um at FedEx field Redskins got off to a really hot start 14 points in the first quarter zero for the rest of the game. Let's figure them out. For a thousand dollars, who scored the first touchdown in this game? So I'm taking it's a rare one. Just yet, yeah. you won't get it. That's uh, why it's a uh, thousand. Uh, uh, Niles Paul. That's pretty random, <laughs> but no, Uh Evan Royster. Boom. Logan Paulson caught the second one. <laughs> that was pretty close. Yeah, it's as close as a random as you yeah. get. But yeah, it uh, it was not not very fun for them. But you look at. Uh, this box score and it was just Marshall and Lynch, very similar to what Thomas Rawls just did. Just ran all over them. He had a uh, twenty twenty carries for one hundred and thirty two yards, and and Rawls, you know, he had one hundred and sixty one in this game, had a huge huge day. The Lions just could not stop the run at all, and there was huge holes. So for a, for an offensive line that, you know, has been very highly criticised, they were busting open some big holes for Thomas Rawls.
1: I'm already looking forward to next week. Not like. I'm look, both looking forward and looking forward. Two different tones there. I imply two different things.
0: That is correct.
1: Um, yeah, but I, I'm interested to see if they continue to go the same way with Rolls, just using him as a wrecking ball. That's always been kind of the mantra of Seattle, get that going, and then the play action from Russell Wilson just eventually just starts mm. working. Yep. If they can get some of that going, like they did against Detroit, I think they'll be fine. I think they can upset... Atlanta.
0: I think they can, but I just don't think if if Seattle's hang around at 10-6 like they did for two and a bit quarters, that's not going to be sustainable against Atlanta because they're not going to fail to get in the red zone or not capitalize 2 and 11 on third down is disastrous for Matt Stafford who we did say, you know, hasn't been the same since his finger injury, but he's not going to blame that, but it was just an overall showing, they couldn't run the ball either and that's something that Atlanta can do with Coleman and Freeman.
1: It will be interesting. I just feel like Russell's been there a lot in the last few years. He's yep. He's gotten a feel of it. He knows how to handle the the pressure. He knows what the playoff atmosphere is like. I don't know. We'll see. You know, Ryan may very well just continue his form into the postseason and just kick yeah. ass. But. And
0: Matt Ryan uh, beat Seattle in his last playoff performance uh, when he last played in the playoffs. So there's every every chance that they can do the same again yeah. so it, it it will be an interesting game we'll preview that in the, in the next uh, week saying that um, detroit's defense that has been greatly
1: improved over the last you know couple of months it's heavily based on being very opportunistic and seattle are very safe with the football yep. so it just doesn't play well into what they do no. so just you know giving it to rolls grinding out the game Short passes, screen passes, you know, things like that. Ridiculous
0: catches from... Oh, we haven't even mentioned that yet. Uh, Paul Richardson, just amazing catches. It was just every time you looked up, he made a a circus-like catch. What was your thought on the face mask, though, and the catch? (laughs) The refs admit to Jim Caldwell that they did blatantly just get it wrong. But when you look at the scoreline and Detroit failing to capitalize or failing to make the red zone, it's hard to blame that decision and, and, and... Point blame on the rest. Yeah, like
1: you, it's not a Julio Jones face mask or uh, pass interference during the year that impacts between that. Yeah, (laughs) that impacts the game like that. It's you know, it's something that at the end of the day wasn't going to affect the outcome of the game.
0: No, exactly. So it it was a an unbelievable catch, and then Doug Baldwin said, "Hang on, you can't have all the fun," and then he decides to catch a pass with his butt. Um,
1: His butt i got to play the drive. it's wide receiver, not a tight end.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, beautiful!
0: Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, Doug Baldwin as well, just being very selfish. Just there was a pass heading towards Jermaine Curse, steals it out of the air, finishes with 11 catches on 10 targets because of that, which I thought was an amazing stat line. Beautiful. Uh, apart from those circus catches and Thomas Rolls, it was not... The most entertaining of games, you know, as I said, Detroit kept things interesting for a little while, but just failed to capitalize. They'll they'll need to look at some running backs next year. It's clear Zach Zenner is not the answer, but uh, Theo Riddick is huge in their passing game. But they need a they need a between the tackles type of bloke. Yep. What? No, I'm just lost with the, what
1: they do. Yeah. It. There's there's you know Zach Zenner being talked
0: up as the best white running back. Might be true, but. But what's that? Still not good. <laughs> what's that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Hillis? Peyton Hillis, cover of Madden and just disappeared into the ether. <laughs> Done. It's, it's a weird season for Detroit because you're talked up at being like not very good because you you won all these games in close margins. You trailed in 15 or 16 fourth quarter. Then you had this huge comprehensive win against... Drew Brees and the Saints and, and shut down their offense and then everyone gets excited about you. But then the last month, you've just been terrible. It's leaves a really foul taste in your mouth if you're a Lions fan. I don't know whether you, you'd be happy or or what about that season. Like, how would you feel about that? It's a weird season. I'm, I'd
1: always be annoyed if you, your team makes the playoffs and then loses round one because, I mean, okay, you had a somewhat successful season making it to the playoffs, but then you hurt your draft stock and all things like that. Especially just, if
0: you're a floor team and... Is like, there, I'm so
1: glad the Giants made it. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad they got to where they did and then fell out like they did. Sorry, Giants
0: Yeah, fans. but like... This is the... It's a different loss to the, the, the Raiders because the Raiders, you have something to build on. Look, if we had Derek Carr, we would have won that game. If we had Donald Penn, we would have won that game. We're building it. We're a young team. The Lions, like... They could win five games next year. All those fourth-quarter losses could go the other way, and all that seasons it, it's just nothing. Like, it's just a random... Like, you could regress.
1: Oh, completely. It's, a, it's like There's the Jets, always one of these teams, though Yeah, the, year, so. the
0: Jets last season, 10 wins, and now just step back to earth. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs, but that's the type of feel you get. At least there's nothing... It's just a weird season. But uh, speaking of uh, teams that, that made the playoffs and, and have something to build on, I think the Miami Dolphins will have something to be happy about, at least... Uh, Even though they got absolutely hammered, Pittsburgh Steelers thirty, the Miami Dolphins twelve.
1: I really thought you were going to say, you know, they've got something to look forward to. They've, you know, they've really got a good case. That's what I thought you were going to go
0: with, and then I was like,
1: damn, you didn't do it. (laughs) It was there for him.
0: Sorry, man. That was a good one. So I got a good case to uh to make about them moving forward. Is that better? Is that what you wanted from me? You could make the case that the Dolphins have... Yeah, yeah like I'm going to rattle off some puns I made during the uh, Giants game a little bit later and get some uh, thoughts from yourself on whether they were... Make it much no. later when I'm on my way home. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> Burn. Oh, boy, that is...
0: Very hot from uh, from Woot. But uh, the Steelers, just a comprehensive smackdown from the opening drive. The game was pretty much over after that, that first drive. Uh, Antonio Brown taking that touchdown fifty yards. Then he ended up with another touchdown. Had one hundred nineteen receiving yards in the first quarter. That's the most by any player since Minnesota's Gene Washington had one hundred twenty yards against Cleveland back in nineteen sixty nine in the NFL championship game. So it's that's huge. And and we saw who's better, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. Who's more important to the team, oh, or who's, who's better? better? Who's better at their respective position? I would go with. Uh... Into, uh, what? No, just I don't know. I I, can say I, I what don't know. Way. I don't know. Uh, what's what's the answer for you?
1: There is no answer. <laughs>
0: uh, like, no, still still Antonio for me. I just think and this is the first time the big 3 were in a playoff game together and it, it showed just how dominant they can be. And um, they kind of put the foot off the brake like they put the foot off the brake. They like, took it took off it the brake. Put it off the brake. Took it off the brake. Probably Definitely better... Uh, thanks. Dip our star. Uh, I'm going to put my foot here, Yes. which is putting it off the brake. Yes. Putting it next to the brake. Putting, it, putting on it on the brake. i it, put it, it over break. here.
1: Off the brake.
0: <laughs> All right. But... <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It brings yeah. me so much joy. I uh, know. Because I cannot speak properly and my mind works in mysterious ways. So, go nuts. But this, this big three together... When they're firing on all cylinders for four quarters, what can they produce? Like in talking points and yardages, if they kept going at that rate, it could have been a hundred points.
1: Depends: are they at home or are they away? Yeah, because that is a big thing.
0: That is huge.
1: I know. I'm pointing. you pointing, at, at like, pointing. You're pointing. And i moving flamboyantly. You're but that at is because like, you're big pointing ben. at me
0: like Skip Bayless does to Shannon on Undisputed. I've never watched that show. I've only watched clips because only six. It gets outrated Bayless. by Nickelodeon every day.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I do love the tweets every now and then, uh, someone will say, "Undisputed was viewed by 88,000 people. On the same day, Spudgebob Squarepants was viewed by 126,000." Right. <laughs> um yeah, no, we'll we'll see how Big Ben handles it elsewhere. In Arrowhead's a, a totally different task, but they just they just kill it and it's I think since they've made Le'Veon on Bell, the Bell Cow, or the centerpiece oh of that offense. They've been unstoppable. And Le'Veon Bell said this about himself. Oh, uh, here we go. I wonder what your thoughts are. He said, I think I'm changing the game, he told Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report, in that sense I'm what Steph Curry is to basketball. Don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily think Steph Curry is the best basketball player, but he changed the game. So he's going to always go down as being remembered. Now everyone wants to shoot the three and shoot it from deep. Now I think he is... Referring to his running style and and how patient of a runner he is, but uh, you're rolling your eyes, Josh.
1: He's a very good running back. He's very talented. He's top, you know, three running back in the league. Yes. OBJ would be the Steph Curry of the NFL. Why? It's, he's doing something that you know no one else really does. He, you know,
0: purposely punches holes in walls. Well, no, okay, now you've I'm got
1: kidding. all right. Look no. at it this way, right? You look at Steph and he comes out, he's doing his little tricky dribbles, he, you know, the double dribble with two, hand, two, yep. da, da, two hands, dribbling it like, dribbling. I know, I know, I'm, no trying, I'm trying to explain this. Know the rules of <laughs> basketball, Josh. <laughs> and then he, then he travels really far. Yep. Anyway, so he's bouncing two balls simultaneously with yes. one each individual hand, there you go, you like that? Yep. Anyway, so he's... I knew that was coming. Yeah. Anyway, so he's you know he's bouncing around and he's doing his in and out of the legs and stuff like that. That's what OBJ is doing in his warm up, except the one handed stupid catches, all that stuff. And then you have your what? You have you know him just purposely dancing and all you know all flamboyant crap like that. That's the thing that Steph's known for and doing things like that. OBJ is doing it. What's on doing? Being he just has a, he he just has a
0: good running style at the moment. He's yeah, I I can see the off the field comparisons and the warm up and the, and and the but there's the, also the entertainment value and the allure of OBJ. What's
1: what's what's Steph doing? You know that off off the field? Is he getting in any trouble? Is he no no?
0: Wait. So but sit
1: down, sit down, Bell.
0: I just think in terms of the the patience. I've never seen in the second touchdown run that he had. He stopped. It felt like he stopped. David Johnson's better than him. I felt like he stopped moving. He just stood still and just floated into the end zone. Like, I think he could... Would you pick him over David Johnson? I would pick Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson. And I love David Johnson. But Le'Veon Bell is just insane. It's just insane what he can do. The patience of a running... No, no, no.
1: In his prime, Matt Forte was a better
0: runner than... Oh, huge clay. Wow. Someone doesn't like Le'Veon Bell. I just think he's full of sh- sugar. Nah, I I think Le'Veon Bell is insane, and I love watching him play. He, uh, mate, I
1: enjoy watching him play too.
0: But he just, I don't know. There is something about him. He just, I, I really, I think that if if they make it to the to New England in the AFC Championship game, if Le'Veon Bell is floating the way that he can do it, I, I feel like they can upset New England. I think they're the only team in the AFC that can beat New England. I don't believe in the Chiefs up there in Foxborough. You believe in the Steelers at Foxborough? I do because I've seen them do it. I, I just back in nineteen, sure yeah, back in uh, you know the eighties and the nineties. But no, it, it, I just feel like Le'Veon Bell is just such a special talent, and it opens things up for Antonio Brown and Big Ben. But Big Ben could be injured because Tomlin decides to leave those three in the game in the second half, which was just idiotic, and then he did it right until the final play. I don't understand. You have one of the best backup running backs in the NFL in D'Angelo Williams. You have an okay backup now quarterback. that is a Steph Curry. No. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but and you also have Landry Jones. Why Why are you risking injury to these three stars that you are going to rely on? You ain't going to win a Super Bowl if one of them gets injured. We saw that last year. They lost without Antonio Brown. It, it just... And Le'Veon Bell, coincidentally. But... It, it's just, you can't do it without one of those three. That They're your only shot at making the Super Bowl. Why are you risking them so late in the game?
1: <sighs> I wish there was an answer. I wish I had an answer for Stupid. you. Stupid. So Guys, dumb. if someone comes up with and a man. terrific conspiracy as to why that happened. Woots Conspiracy Club. You will get... Entry. A random prize. Entry. That we
0: Entry. Entry. Entry oh,
1: into what? The Conspiracy Club.
0: Ah. It's very elusive.
1: All right, actually, there you go. Yep. Do you, You'll you be the first.
0: My conspiracy is that uh, Tomlin had money on on Bell yardage totals with Sportsbook. Is that good enough or not? Right. Nope. I, All right. Want, Last takeaway from this good. game. Obviously, Matt Moore uh, took an absolutely devastating hit from Bud Dupree and managed to come back a play later. Uh I have never seen a hit that bad. Safe to say what they're a not buds.
1: And then Matt was just like, give me more.
0: That was shocking. That was pretty bad. Uh, credit to him, though, for coming back into that game, because I, I actually thought for a second there that he was dead. And there was a lot of RIP Matt Moore jokes going on, on Twitter, and I was like, why are we doing this? Like, he hasn't moved yet. It's insane. That was very funny. I wasn't making a joke. I wasn't making a joke. It it was a huge hit. I can't believe he got back up. He played okay, but it's so easy to sh- shut down J.H.I. when Matt Moore is your quarterback rather than Tannehill. Tannehill gives you that little bit of an option, a little bit of threat to run. I think he opens the field up. I think the difference between Tannehill and Matt Moore is bigger than what people think. And you get distracted by Mrs. Tannehill, and <laughs> there's just so much going on. Huge. All right, last last game. In all
1: seriousness, though. Matt Moore, very very good backup, but that's all he's going to be for the rest of his career.
0: Yeah, I think he's embraced it though, because he he could have had any chance to go and grab a starting starting job in the NFL. There was interest for him, but he was like, you know what? I love South Beach. I love being a backup on Big Money. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst, kind of the same. Now, type go out,
1: go out and go to Verizon commercial. What was it? What was Luke McCowan. Yeah, well, great stuff. Was that
0: Verizon? Yeah, it
1: was. Brilliant. Go, Matt Moore. Go. Yeah. Do your thing, grab it. Can he be one of the players
0: of the NFL? Can have the actual Wooten White podcast team next, next year? Season? He could be the he backup. He be the backup. Although Charlie Whitehurst, after hearing his interview on Lebatar this week, he uh, he said that he's worked. He worked twenty days this year and covered his expenses for the year because he got an injury settlement from the Browns because he got injured. <laughs> just embracing the life of being a terrible backup quarterback a and a terrible accepted it. backup quarterback, and it was for the Browns. So yeah, just how he just loved it. All right, last game of the weekend was Green Bay Packers 38 over the Giants 13. Probably was the game of the round when you consider the I rest of it. I love it the... that
1: it's the game of the round and it had the biggest deficit.
0: It did. It is uh, it is crazy. But Aaron Rodgers produced just magic. He was, he was sensational. Thoughts on his Hail Mary th- throw. A lot of people think that he's lucky, but it's just, it is crazy that he has pulled off all of these passes over the last couple of years when you consider that the rest of the NFL is like three out of forty two on on plays like that and he's five out of seven, I think was, the stat was. Well that's nuts. I think it there's a lot of factors I think
1: that it always comes down to it is, you know, he has that really good like the length of his throw always seems to fit exactly yeah, Which isn't luck. No. It, right. uh, it isn't, but it is, to a degree. It's like, the length of your throw is exactly how far you're out from the thing. So, like, obviously your team needs to get to that point, but at the same time, you know, a little bit of luck involved, that, you know, that's how far you can throw, which is perfectly to the to the red zone. At the same time, horrible
0: defending. Like, Oh, it was, massively. it, But a part of that has to be him putting the ball at this insane trajectory into the stratosphere that you lose sight of it.
1: <laughs> the stratosphere, here we go. Guy launched it. Anyway, but, like... I think that teams just need to realize that, you know, the Hail Mary is a, is a play and you have to have some kind of formation to go up against it. It's mm-hmm. the fact that Randall Cobb could just, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, why isn't Odell Beckham out there on that play so, as a corner? And all you need to do is just whack it away. You know, OBJ. Or, or box J- out.
1: OBJ doesn't need to do a spectacular catch. He can literally just launch himself up in the air. He slam. He's you know he can slam dunk a basketball. Just let him go up there and swat it out in yeah. the sky.
0: But it is it, there is a lot of luck involved in it. But I don't think that the skill. I have just I found the stat here. He's four out of five on hail marys, and the rest of the league's two out of thirty nine. And all of his are not being like ricochets. They've been receivers catching it. It's not been some insane lucky bounce or or anything like that it is and he's not throwing it to so like these huge guys that can box out it, randall cobb and I mean, richard rogers. rogers and police. i uh, skip baylor says he underthrow under a 70 yard uh, hail mary when richard rogers caught that place Seventy yards. Got a point. Um, it it was it was just insane. And now his overall performance, he's got now five playoff games with three touchdowns and no you know interceptions. What? That's the, the most end of in the day, NFL history. It is
1: still very very lucky, but you create your own luck. You do. So those people that get mad at people that win through luck, you create your own luck.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it is pretty insane that he's just putting up these god
1: teams like. When they used to put Calvin Johnson out there, that is what you do.
0: Yes, exactly. It's the fourth time the Packers have scored 35-plus points in a playoff game with Rodgers at quarterback. They didn't score in the first quarter in any of them. What happened to this? What happened to this Giants defense? Dominic Rodgers-Cromado, he went down, and it allowed Randall Cobb to just feast in the slot. And he with five catches, 116 yards, and three touchdowns. But Rodgers-Cromado has been good this season, man. Didn't really good. So? Oh, what hurt them the most was just drops early in this game. If Sterling Shepherd doesn't drop a touchdown, Odell Beckham doesn't drop a touchdown, instead of being, you know, up six nil, it would be thirteen nil, or or ten nil, or fourteen 0 They were the
1: same. They were in the same thing, weren't
0: they? Same drive, but they also had another one early on where they would have got into field goal range as well. So look, I think it's fair to say that it, that it should have gone into that game with a 10 nil lead, and, and instead it opened up and you get heading to halftime with a 14-6 deficit because your receivers just are making drops. And, and Eli Manning played pretty well in that first half considering how bad he'd looked in the season. Yeah. No, I was
1: expecting him to play far worse. And then, you know, he plays arguably his best game of the year. Yep. And then still just it's the players that I think... I don't know. I, there's a lot of grief about the whole Miami boat thing. Yeah. However, at the end of the day, I think it's... You know, you're not going to go, cut OBJ. Cut no. him because of he what he did. carried your team for the he whole year. carried... I think that's the most disappointing part. Mr. Reliable, the guy that catches everything, you know, he was the one that let your team down. Yeah, and... Putting it's, his fist through walls and stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, he's an emotional guy, and I just see a guy that really loves football and hates losing, and I just think that he's... You know, he's just, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he, he just put a lot of, I think he just put too much pressure on himself because he carried that team all year and then he thought, I'm going to have to carry us again. And that was, that was it. I just think that was, uh, you know, it just, it all was too much for him. And he's still only a young kid. I don't think people r- realize that.
1: I don't think people realize or give enough credit to what the Kardashians did to affect OBJ's game. To begin the season. I think people have forgotten that. I think people are too distracted by this Miami boat situation and the Kardashians. <laughs> the Kardashian curse lives on.
0: It's uh yeah. It is uh Who was on that boat? Sterling Shepherd, Victor Cruz, Justin no, Bieber, talking. Trey Songs. Plenty of uh Trey plenty songs. of rappers. And it Was Tiger on there? No. Tiger was not in there. Tiger, Tiger Woods or Tiger? Wouldn't surprise me if either of <laughs> them. <laughs> but, look, a lot, he's going to cop a lot of heat for this boat thing, but I don't think, and, and Ben McAdoo came out and pretty much scuttled any of the hot takes on that, and he said that it had nothing to do with the outcome of the game or their performance in the game. They went on Monday, the game was on Sunday, they were at training, they had a day off, but, you know, we talked before the, the show, and you mentioned that there's probably you probably could still go and hang out, but you don't have to travel all the way down to Miami in your week off, considering that you're, You've only got a couple more weeks left of the season anyway. So I agree with that in that respect, but I'm not going to go out and just hammer these guys for going out and having a good time and enjoying their day off because they've worked out all season, especially Odell Beckham, who's, as we said, has been carrying that team all year offensively. He's been, I don't think there's a better route runner in the NFL, really.
1: Um, I don't know about that. Catcher, like spectacular catchers can catch anything. Yeah, route runner. I don't know. Maybe. But saying saying all that, like what you said, like what you mentioned about you know, there's only a couple of weeks to go. They were already like in the mode that their season was over. It felt like, like yep. they were partying on a boat. That's what you do when you finish the season. That's like what you do to unwind. I, like I understand they were unwinding from a, you know, the regular season. I understand that, and yep. I'm I'm not even, I'm not even saying this had any contribution whatsoever to their performance. No, but. Just I don't know. It's there's also like a whole mindset thing to it. Mm. Like, why can't they just have you know have everyone over one of
0: their houses or something? Just yeah. like ugh. it is. I feel like they're setting themselves up to cop the criticism because you you knew it was always going to come back and bite them if they lost, and then it was also going to be like imagine what they could have done if they if they'd you know if they won. Like they'll damn if they do, damn if they don't sort of thing. I think they're always going to be set up to fail and I feel like OBJ seems to be copping all the heat, but the whole receiving call went like one of them could have spoken up and said, Hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Say they went out and smacked the Packers.
1: Yep. Then they went out in a boat again and then smacked the whatever next team, it's right? Like the formula. you they would have said to McAdoo, What do you have like what do you have to say about this boat thing? He would have come out and had some, you know booked, random quote you and yacht. said, mate <laughs> <laughs> they can go out for the entire week. They don't even need to practice if this yes. is, you know, working for yep. them. Whatever. Like, that would yep. have been the joke. Everyone, nothing would have been said. But they haven't, they hadn't proved themselves yet. Yep. Yeah. Like, Gronk can do that. Yep. Gronk is just, yep. I feel like nothing oh, yeah. phases the guy. No,
0: no, but I feel like OBJ cops a lot of unnecessary heat because he is a very emotional, very passionate player. And I feel like. You know, sometimes I think race comes in it a little bit. I feel like people are just gonna hate OBJ no matter what. Whereas like Tom Brady, when he gets fired up, and you've seen him when he's you know gets pressured and stuff, you've seen him throw a few not tantrums, but he does get a little bit heated on the sideline. That's labeled passionate and leadership. But when OBJ does it, he's immature and childish and things like that, and needs to grow up. I feel like this, the guy made yeah, out with the net. Yeah, that that part nothing. That can... was, but that was the only thing I didn't like about OBJ all year. That, that he just kept going on with that. But in terms of like in terms of his antics and, and things like that, I'm fine with it. He just loves football. He's a good player. Like, did you watch his lift segment this week where he was the undercover lift driver? Very funny. Um even Emma a liked Lyft it. Driver. Yeah, you know the, the oh, cut? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah Richard Sherman did one and uh Rob Gonkowski Rob Gronkowski is just great. But anyway, like I feel like the boat thing's funny. Like if you're blaming it for the loss you know, go do you like sit and 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 sulk about that because it, like we got no time for it. But the jokes surrounding it, very fun. fun. Here we go. Here's some puns for you. I just want you to get give me a rating out of ten. Victor cruising. No, no, there's, there's no effort involved. Okay. Um, here we go. Get better, All right. Here's another one I wrote. Oh boy, and I spelled boy b u o l as in a boy. These are awful. I don't get the, the the whole boy. You know, a boy in yeah. the ocean. All right. Okay. No, not sorry, good? Uh, No, you
1: just didn't tell me they were related to the whole ship thing. Oh uh, yeah. Now these... the Victor Cruz is, is kind of sounding better.
0: All right, these are all boat-related right, puns. Thank you. During the game, you, was... did,
1: you know you didn't tell me this. Okay, it's sorry.
0: Been... I'm live tweeting during the game. All right. Uh, congrats on the Packers on a jib. Well done. Zero. Okay. Um, oh boy, the Giants are awful. <laughs> um, are I imagine to... the media will give these Giants wide receivers a stern talking to. No. Aaron Rodgers about to go for the keel.
1: Nice.
0: There you go. Rip, Ripkowski propels in for the touchdown. We're gonna need an arc because the points are flooding in. That was not bad. Well, today's who just been... steal that off? No, that's mine. Who just steal nah, that, that that's off? That's mine. That's not you. That's mine. Uh Well, today's been swell. <laughs> this game was truly awe-inspiring. No. Nah. Um. Apologies, guys. This is after a lot of puns. My boat puns are not very good. <laughs> And then they mentioned Tavares King was not the, was not on the boat, and he had a breakout performance. And I said, "Good on Tavares King for not giving into peer pressure." Peer spelled P-I-R-E. Nice. Um, and guys, it, go look for
1: these because yeah. I don't I don't believe why no, I, no, I tweeted the all them
0: all. Um, I got a reply from a uh, friend of the show, Steve Smith. That's a basketball podcast. He said that these puns belong on the poop deck. To be honest, and I said, "I'm just trying to seize the day, guys." Seize as in S-E-A-S. <laughs> not good um, and that's pretty much it I uh, ran out of boat related puns a combined score of 10 there you go it's, uh, it's the first 10 I've given you thanks <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me any last thoughts on the whole Green Bay Packers New York Giants game obviously Jordan Nelson Jordy Nelson in severe doubt for the divisional round he fractured some ribs that was um big hit huge hit Uh, helmet to the Side middle area, yeah, felt for his kidneys as well. Um, to be
1: honest, like he, you know, the whole Rogers Nelson rapport was being growing, it was good, but I don't know, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, Rogers will be fine finding the other targets. I
0: think Nelson probably out next week, but if they do make the the championship game, I feel like he'll play, mate. Rogers is just in ridiculous form, it's MVP. I don't think he's the MVP, but if you ask me who the best player in the NFL is right now, it is Aaron Rodgers. Who had the best season? Matt Ryan had the better season. Yeah, sure did. Uh, but Aaron, I feel like when Aaron Rodgers is on his high, is there a better quarterback you've ever seen? Because he just puts, just does these throws that no one else can do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's,
1: I don't know. There's like, I know a hail mary is a clutch play, but but this there's is other, other there's other things when you know like. Needing a clutch drive, making certain throws. Like, I know he can do that, but there's other
0: quarterbacks that have been doing that for ages. Mm, but I feel like you could put Rodgers in any scheme and he can just pull off anything. Whereas some quarterbacks...
1: We say that, but we've never seen him in another scheme.
0: True. And we've never seen like someone like Tom Brady in another scheme outside of New England. It's just hard to really judge judge these quarterbacks because they've just played in the same team in the same system for so long. But, man, I, I did not want to be... The, the Dallas Cowboys right now are playing a a, cy, a cyborg at quarterback next week. It's uh, it's a scary thought. You you are you all on board the Cowboys still? I, I I'm going to do some more research on this game. I know last time all, all four matches this this week are rematches. The Cowboys
1: will not make the suit. Huge claim here. So will they? All right. They won't win the Super Bowl.
0: I feel like this is their toughest game. I feel like whoever they play next week won't be as hard as the Packers are because Aaron Rodgers is playing at a crazy level. Cool. Yeah, they are healthy. Uh, Morris Claiborne's back. Tyrone Crawford, Demarcus Lawrence, all back. Claiborne was like, I I don't think people realized how important he was to their team before he went in. Got he got injured and they just
1: haven't been like they have had some big games throughout the season, but these games are just you know against good coaches against. Good quarterbacks against good teams that have been there, done that,
0: been in the playoffs year after year after year, mm. and then they. <sighs> it it feels like a while since the since, since the Cowboys have played a mean, a meaningful game because they've clinched the the number one seed in like week fourteen and and they've just you now they've had a bye. It just feels like a long time, and I feel like the Green Bay Packers have been really hot over that time, whereas the Cowboys haven't needed to be. And I think a lot of the recency bias will will a lot of people will be thinking that the Packers are. A good team. It wouldn't shock me if the Giants just uh, the Cowboys just come out and comprehensively smack them and run the ball right down their throat. Like that's not going to surprise me at all. But it could surprise me if they're a little bit rusty as well. It yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game. We're going to going to preview that uh, you know uh, on Saturday morning uh, before we wrap it up. Just of these remaining teams, what's your like? What would be your ideal in terms of most entertaining Super Bowl matchup? Who do you think it would be?
1: Mm, I think. I think Green Bay Pats would be very exciting. Mm. I feel like people have wanted going that for back, years. I, wanted, I thought I said Seattle um, Patriots at the start. I said Packers Patriots, Patriots at the start. It's still a very much an,
0: a still good chance. Uh, uh, I think I said uh, Steelers Packers. Uh, I think oh, we'll I have to still go back and happen. have a look. Still can happen. I feel like uh, Steelers Cowboys, that was the most entertaining game of the year. That would be my number one option. But I feel like Rodgers Brady would be pretty pretty intense game that as well. That would be crazy. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing either as well the Falcons against the, the Steelers because you just get Br- Brown and Julio and, and a, lot of, you say that, a lot of points.
1: You say that, but even even if, right, to be honest, right, at the moment, it, there's still so many question marks about how all these teams are going to perform. I still think we're really yet to see the end of the... Like, no one's talking about the Chiefs whatsoever. And the Chiefs are, you know, that, that team that no one can write off because well, we're not
0: talking about them whatsoever. They may just come out mm. and flog the Steelers. Like, they could. Who knows? It, they could. I just i I can't get on board the Chiefs until they beat the Steelers. Like, and I just can't get. It, and you watch, you'll jump on board. They'll get beaten. Yeah, by and, they will, and then they'll get hammered by New England. That's exactly how it's going to go. I'll finally weigh in because they they'll beat and smack down the Steelers, and then they will finally get on board, and then they'll just go to crap. But it's just, I don't know. They're just like a weird team because they rely on turnovers and special teams to score points. I just can't see them. Getting those opportunities, like they might against the Steelers, some turnovers and special team blunders. But you're not, you're not going to get those in New England. Like, how often has Brady turned the ball over this year? Three times or something? And and special teams and fumble errors, you don't get that in New England. You never get fumble luck in New England. You never get special teams luck in New England. It's just because they just do everything so good. That's that's why I think the Steelers are the only the only real chance of beating the Pats. But well, wait and see. I feel like any of these matchups against the Patriots are going to be fun. So if it was like.
1: Imagine it was the Patriots and the Cowboys. Imagine the Cowboys kept that hot run yep. Yep. alive. Imagine that, like, everyone, you'd either have, you, you know, you're going for the Patriots, you're going, you know, you want to see, like, that dynasty continue, or you're going for, like, let's see, this new dynasty start. Is yep. it this thing? So there's it's obviously going to be
0: complete contrasting sides big to it. A chaining of the guard Super Bowl in the NFL. Yeah. That could be the case. It
1: would be. It
0: would be crazy all right uh, that wraps up the show as always you can follow me on twitter at jynfl follow me at we etc you can follow uh, alaskan chris at sing for the day A uh, great follow very big thank you to him for supplying us with uh with gifts we we can't thank you enough if
1: you want to see the beer we're drinking it's at alaskanbeer.com
0: all right we'll uh we'll tweet a photo of the can and put it up on the site and uh on our Twitter page at Wooten Y and as always you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Hub, Wooshka. Please give us a follow on Facebook, The Wooten Y Show and buy tickets for the Lunar Bowl at thebigtopsydney.com. Be there or be square.
1: Mm-hmm.